It's Monday, June 29th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. With me today from our nation's capital, it's Maria Gallagher. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Uh, we've got a lot of apparel news to get to athletic apparel, fashion apparel. We're going to start, though, with the social network because shares of Facebook are down 10% over the past week as more companies have announced they are pulling their ad spend from Facebook uh, on the list, Starbucks, Coca-Cola, Verizon, Unilever, Diageo, Honda, Lululemon, Athletica. Those are just some of the companies that are taking a break from social media advertising. And there are a couple things going on here, Maria. Um, One is this movement within social media with the hashtag Stop Hate for Profit um, that some groups have come together to form to encourage advertisers to pull their ad spend uh, from social media platforms that they feel aren't doing a good enough job um, with hate speech online. Um, So that's part of what we're seeing with some of these advertisers. Others are just not formally joining this group. They are are hitting the pause button. Um, And I should mention that Twitter shares are down a little bit more than 10% over the past week as, as well. So it's not just Facebook, it's social media in general. But Facebook is one of the biggest companies out there, so they are the biggest target. Uh, Therefore, a lot of the focus from this group and others is focused at Facebook. Um, Let me start with just a business question. How big a threat do you think this is right now? Because it's certainly a bigger threat than it was a week ago. I think that's a good question. I mean, I think thinking in context, Cambridge Analytica happened. Everyone was like, is this going to be the end of Facebook? It wasn't. Now there's this coming out. Is this going to be the end of Facebook? I think realistically, probably not. If you're a Facebook shareholder, if you're a long-term Facebook shareholder, this is kind of something that keeps happening. Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg, I don't think have been leaders in the space of moderating hate speech the way they could have been. Um, So I think that it's a really important thing that these advertisers are trying to use their power to have some sort of change within the platform. I mean, Facebook last year brought in almost $70 billion in ad revenue globally. They have over 8 million advertisers. So even though that they have 100 people boycotting right now, they have 799 million or 799,000 waiting in the wings to take that in. Um, And so I think that it's an important step and um, the public kind of shame or that hashtag stop hate for profit is forcing Facebook to kind of think through their moderating tactics a little bit more. But I don't think this is by any means the end of Facebook. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes over the next couple of weeks. Because again, a week ago, this, you know, that list of names that I ticked off, I mean, Starbucks, Coca-Cola, Verizon, that's, you know, that's just in the last couple of days, they have jumped on board um, to pull their ad spend. I do think and this is something we've talked about uh, in the past, that if you are a large business, if you are looking at where your marketing spend is going to go, you have more options than ever before. And certainly the rise of Facebook is due in large part to their ability to deliver for advertisers. You know, more than 2 billion people are on Facebook all of us who are on Facebook, we're not the customers, we're the consumers. And by the way, the creators of the content on Facebook, the customer is someone who pays you. So it's those advertisers who are really the customers. So Facebook has delivered for those advertisers. 
But like I said, they, they have options. It also, you know, makes me think that it wouldn't, you know, I, I was saying to you earlier today, even if none of this was going on, even if this Stop Hate for Profit group hadn't come together, it really wouldn't shock me if a couple of advertisers just said, you know what, it's a presidential election year and we just don't want to be on social media. We're just going to be somewhere else. We have a lot of other places we can spend our money and we're just going to take a break every four years because we just don't want to be drowned out in all of the political discussion on social media. Yeah, I think it's interesting also because um, it's kind of this crazy intersection right now where a lot of companies as stores are reopening and they're trying to revitalize their profit that they've maybe lost in the past couple of months. It's not necessarily the best time for some smaller companies to be taking a moralistic stance if they need that revenue. And as you said, Facebook has such a massive reach. It can, it is the best way for advertisers to reach such a massive market. And I think it's important to note that the initial group, the the Anti-Defamation League, the NAACP, Sleeping Giants, Color of Change, all of those groups, they weren't saying pause forever. They were saying for the month of July. Um, And so I think that's an important thing to note is they're not saying none of these advertisers will ever come back to Facebook, but I guess it's maybe the inherent threat is they're saying, well, maybe we won't ever come back, but we are taking our money out right now. So I think there's going to be some sort of compromise, some sort of meeting in the middle, because it's really a hard to beat platform, even though I follow Pinterest and I think Pinterest is a great place for these advertisers to go. Um, but I think that there will there will reach some sort of conclusion that hopefully will be beneficial to um, us as the consumers and will help moderate that hate speech. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Pinterest because that, you know, uh, it, one of my thoughts through all of this was, boy, if you're Pinterest, you, you, you know, you got to be calling some of these companies up and saying, hey, we're not Facebook, we're not Twitter. <laughs> you know, Starbucks, Coca-Cola, come on over here, let's have a conversation. Exactly. And as a Pinterest shareholder, I would love for those conversations to happen. <laughs> Back in 2016, Under Armour agreed to an apparel partnership with UCLA that at the time was the richest apparel deal in all of college sports. 15 years, $280 million. That was then, this is now. Uh, Under Armour says it is terminating its agreement with UCLA because it is not getting the marketing benefits it expected. UCLA responded by saying they're going to fight to keep the partnership where where do you think this is going? Because uh, I can see this being a negotiating tactic on Under Armour's part. I could also see this being Patrick Frisk, who's been CEO for about six months now, looking through all of the deals that Kevin Plank made and saying, you know what, some of these have got to go. Yeah, I think it's probably a combo of the two. I think if you're paying, if it's the richest deal in history, that it's kind of an indication you've overpaid for something. Um, And so I think it's important to note also, this isn't the first time Under Armour has done something like this. In 2016, they signed on to become Major League Baseball's on-field jersey supplier, but then that fell apart in 2018 due to money concerns and Nike swooped in. So... I don't think that Under Armour has a history of great capital allocation. They spent so much money trying to pivot to become a tech company by buying my fitness pal. I, so I think a good part of it is maybe management trying to prioritize capital allocation and say, listen, we're in a time right now where we haven't benefited from athleisure because we refuse to really get into athleisure. We haven't benefited from um, all of these trends that we could have. And we've 
paid money we shouldn't have and we need to really get it together. Under Armour, like Nike, um, has apparel deals with dozens and dozens of colleges and universities, um, including some pretty small ones like Division two II and three schools. Um, so, you know, not every deal is of this size. Um, when I first, and I say this as an Under Armour shareholder, when I first saw this story over the weekend, I thought, boy, that's a lot of money for UCLA. And, and not to knock UCLA, but it's not... Over the past, I would say, decade or so, it really hasn't been at that level for, in particular, men's basketball and for football. Um, in the past, UCLA has been that type of program for those two sports. But, you know, you think about like a University of Michigan or Ohio State or something like that, where um, they really are dominating at that level. And, it, you know, you can see them shelling out that kind of money for what is widely considered to be maybe a, like a top five brand in terms of the major sports. But so, I, you know, they're not going to be getting out of this business altogether. That wouldn't make any sense at all. But yeah, this is just, Maybe this they'll is stop overpaying. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, and you mentioned, you know, and thank you for, for mentioning the, the My Fitness app deal, because I had gone at least a couple of weeks uh, uh, without thinking about it. But yeah, the $700 million that they spent on My Fitness app, uh, which was a head scratcher at the time, um, you know. Maybe, maybe this is part of the turnaround plan that Frisk is trying to engineer. Unfortunately, it's it's happening during a pandemic. Um, but uh, you know, if if he can show some progress over the next couple of years, you know, maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel for Under Armour and beleaguered shareholders like myself. But holy cow, this was just so much money to shell out for UCLA. Yeah, I definitely think UCLA got the better end of that deal. Shares of Gap are up more than 20% in the past two days on the news that Gap is teaming up with Kanye West to develop a clothing line for men, women, and children. This is, speaking of multi-year deals, this is a 10-year deal. Uh, there's the potential for some equity uh, to change hands here, um, depending on how this deal goes. It's going to launch in 2021 are you surprised that shares of Gap popped that much in just two days? Or as someone who is much more connected with uh, not only the Gap, but popular culture than I am, do you look at this and say, yeah, this makes sense to me? I mean, I, I think that the deal makes sense to me. I don't necessarily think the pop makes sense because I think the deal is, it's actually really interesting to me. So uh, Kanye West actually worked at a Gap in Chicago when he lived on the South side. So I think that it's kind of nice that he keeps saying he's so excited to go back to the store he once worked at. So I think that's kind of a nice little tie in, but I think Gap is hoping that Kanye West can do for them what it did. He did for Adidas with his Yeezy sneakers. But the thing is the model with those, with Adidas was so different because it started um, on being so exclusive and the gaps model isn't one of exclusivity. So I think that they're trying to plan uh, because they're planning that in the, it's that uh, this sale or like Kanye West clothing will sell about a billion dollars in sales in like five, five years from now, it'll be a billion dollars of sale, which he he's just done with the easy sneakers, which has taken about seven years. So it's a very, very optimistic plan in my opinion of the gap. Um, but I think it makes sense. And I think that um, 
it'll be interesting to see what his clothing looks like. I don't know if you've ever seen Kanye West's clothing line. It's basically let's, all Let's just tan. assume that I haven't. It's all tan and monochrome and kind of just looks like Spanx in full clothing. So I'm intrigued to see if he revamps or recolors it for the Gap because I don't know anyone who would be like, what a good deal. Let me spend $400 on this tan jumpsuit. A billion dollars in revenue. I get that we're talking about five years from now, but when you consider that as a public company with this 20% pop, Gap's market cap is about four and a half billion. So this is one of those deals that if it actually works out in their favor, then whatever Kanye West's end of the deal is, it's going to be worth it if they can actually get to that billion dollars in revenue off of this new clothing line, which isn't going to launch until 2021. Yeah, and I mean, Yeezy's, the sneaker side, is valued at $3 billion right now. They have about, they're thinking, $1.3 billion of sales last year through Adidas. So Gap's just really hoping he can do the same, I think, with clothing. But I think clothing's a lot harder to do. And like I said, it, it doesn't work within that exclusivity model that the sneakers have worked so well in with that resale, mo- that resale model being pretty uh, lucrative for like sneakerheads. Do you think this is something that could extend to other lines of Gap's business? I mean, you know, they've been very clear. Look, this is going to be in stores. We're going to be selling this online. Uh, obviously, Kanye West is going to be promoting this himself. I'm just curious, you know, to your point about the exclusivity, because you're right. Gap didn't make its bones by being an exclusive brand. Uh, that said, I could see maybe some of this being just exclusive to Banana Republic. Yeah, maybe um, maybe he could do some sort of athleisure with uh, Athleta. That could be kind of interesting. Uh, he seems really all in. Like Kanye West seems jazzed about it. So I think that it will be lucrative for the Gap. I just don't know if it'll be quite as lucrative as they're planning for it to be. Um, there seems like they're really relying on it. Maria Gallagher, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Austin Morgan. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.